Yo. What's up, my ho 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 homie? My ho ho hoes. How you doing? Yeah, shout, shout out to the bread hoes. Um <laughs> oh, dude. Bread, bread Gialdem. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, Eric. That's a with Christmas with a hard C. That's right. Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animal. Wow. I can't believe that another holiday is coming past with <laughs> uh Think Fresh still publishing episodes. I mean in theory, it has passed. However, we've, we're recording this five minutes after hitting pause on the other one. So right. we're uh, we're back in the booth, baby. Yeah, Ty's wrapping paper is still on the couch. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're we're leaning in hard to the Merry Christmas spirit. We're not a Happy Holidays podcast. It's true. We are living in the future so that you, the listener, can listen, live <laughs> in the past when you hear our voices. That's right. That's right. Um, wow. So I guess Boxing Day? <laughs> yeah, in Canada, Boxing Day. I don't think America has a holiday. I think they're just immediately go back to like their capitalist engine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what's weird? I've, I'm already seeing Boxing Week sales. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is up with that? It's not even the week of Boxing Week. Dude, we're entering a world of like po- the post-capitalist concept of like the perpetual sale has never been like more evident. Yeah. It's like a Boxing Week sale in July, you know? Black Friday started in October this year. Mm-hmm. Not catching a deal this time of year, like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can't get a discount on something that you want, you're you're just not looking, you know what I mean? Because from between now and, like, mid-November was, like, everything is, like, 50% off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I are both known sale haters, full price <laughs> is preferred i love overpaying yeah so this this time of year is really tough for people like us uh, a minority of sorts you know and a um suppressed class if you will <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude 100 percent. but um, it's okay man speaking of maybe overpaying i experienced some valet parking last night oh nice <laughs> um i only oh. say overpay because i did leave a tip and it wasn't deserved i'll be honest what did he not put your seat back to the correct settings the seat was in the perfect place i even checked it um by using my memory seat adjuster nice um but that wasn't it ty the i uh so i was at chapino's last night for mm-hmm. a little anniversary date with bay chapino's that's drake's favorite restaurant in vancouver it is drizzy drake's more more on that later ty okay um but we pulled up so okay i like pulled up the car blocked like hamilton street with my whip mm-hmm. and with put the four blinkers on yeah hopped ha- out hazards on uber eats driver style exactly hazards on and i was standing outside looking at the traffic piling up behind me and i was like i don't care the valley guy is nowhere to be seen but i'm like parked beside the sign oh. and then i i hear from like down the street i'll be right there <laughs> no. the guy's sprinting to me um kudos to him for running because he ran to get my car and he ran to get me both mm-hmm. times wow um but yeah then he hopped in the car and then we had our dinner and then after the dinner tie i handed him my slip and i paid for it it's 21 dollars. i gave him a little tip on the side as mm-hmm. well because i knew he was going to run to my car and he did mm-hmm. but then um he like didn't show up for like five minutes i'm like where the fuck did the guy park my car and wow. he came back with no car <laughs> He just walked back. I'm like, where the fuck is my car, bro? Did the valet get carjacked? Uh, no, he came back and he was like, I think we mixed up the keys. And then he like showed me a Volkswagen key. He's like, is this yours? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, he's like, what car was it? And I was like, oh, it's a Mercedes. 
never felt better to save those words in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, okay, I got you. It's a black one, right? I'm like, yeah, I think so. Like, it's not really black. It's but like rich mocha brown. It's royal indigo. Oh, I, okay. I looked it up. I looked up the color code. Um, but at night, it looks black. It presents black. Mm-hmm. Cool. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, black Mercedes. I got you. And then he runs again. And then still is nowhere to be seen. And then the other guy comes by and he's like, was it the old Mercedes or the black Mercedes? I'm like, uh, I guess the old one. <laughs> oh, there he goes with the tip. Yeah, I'm like, this fucker. I already paid, man. And then he comes by with my car and then I, I skirt off. Damn. I had time for two cigarettes in between this whole ordeal. Dude, that's insane. I, this is why whenever I give the valet my car key, I always take it off the keychain. I'm not giving them my house key with it. I'll never see that again. I did the same. Yeah, I, although I've always wanted to do the move where you just throw them the key, oh, the yeah. toss, but yeah. you need a little bit of weight and jingle jangle on it to do that. Totally. The individual key, I feel like I'm actually like the car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> like, welcome to your brand new whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it off the lot, immediately depreciates. Exactly. So that's quite the situation. There's actually an opportunity to innovate in the valet space, Eric, and that is not tying the car key to like the like key number like coat check yeah no number assigned it should be tied to the table number of your reservation oh therefore when you're paying the bill they already got the whip idling outside Fuck yeah dude it's, i was thinking the exact same it's thing it's so simple they have all of the information and make like things to make it work they're just not doing it they're lazy that's the exact same thing i was talking about uh with with my bay because i always do the move where like i pay for the check and like put my coat tag like on the thing as well so they mm-hmm. bring it Mm-hmm. And um, that's a great move, but I never even thought to do that with a car. Dude, um, yeah, put the valet car number on the check. Yeah, exactly. And then go get the engine running. Yeah, totally. Because they would totally like take it, even though it's a third party that does the valet, they would t- definitely walk it out for you and be mm-hmm. like, hey, go get this. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine like the, my waitress having to deal with that, though. She would be like... <laughs> <laughs> she would get fired because like, where is she? <laughs> She's coming to you and be like, was it a Volkswagen? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what did you say to me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was what happened. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, dude, I think. Oh, um, I learned that you like have to tip $100 from the keep it out front. Did you know that? That's it? I feel like it would be more. $100 is too much. <laughs> yeah, fair. For parking. It, it depends on what neighborhood. Yeah, well, Yale Town. It is expensive, but imagine like you give the guy your keys and then a spot opens up right in front. And you're like, ah, oh, I should have just paid four dollars to park there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would hurt. So yeah. um, I probably will not be doing that. I'm I'm a free parking junkie, Eric. I, I love are. free parking. I have every free parking spot in all of lower mainland, greater Vancouver area memorized. Dude, you're willing to uh, park 30 minutes away and like take an Uber to the spot because <laughs> you found free parking. I just feel like parking's a ripoff, you know? Valet, I understand because you're asking another human to like do physical hard labor for you. The best. Hard is maybe a, an emphasis. They're just driving a vehicle, but yeah. they're and, doing and you're paying for it, so it's ethical. Yes. But parking spots, there's no human, there's no like service <laughs> being done there. It's just land. You're just asking to rent land temporarily. Mm hmm. Just to plant your fat ass, plant the big body bends for like an hour or two, you know? Exactly. And the worst part about it is it's typically land that I'm already paying for as a tax paying citizen. Mm-hmm. And we're on the unseated territories. <laughs> it's unseated. Yeah. So who, who are they to tax this land? Yeah, dude, we got to decolonize the parking lots. 
Yeah. <laughs> you do. You call. <laughs> right, man. Shit. Um, Get all those imported vehicles out of here. Exactly, dude. American muscle only. We, we need to build a parking lot wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> got to box them in. Um, oh, that's rough. I'm sorry to hear that, though. Um, I'm dealing with my own, uh, I guess you could call it commuting struggles. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, I'm currently at time of publication of this episode. I'm in Los Angeles. And to get there from Vancouver on Saturday morning, I'm taking a uh, a blue eye to LA. Oh, fuck. The 6 a.m. cursed flight? It's cursed 6 a.m. blue oh, dude, eye. I've, I've been there. I don't know why they call it that, Eric. I'm assuming it's because the only thing keeping you awake is the blue light of your of your <laughs> iPhone screen. That's actually clever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like this should actually be called the black eye because at <laughs> 6 in the morning, you can't see shit and it feels like you got punched in the face. 100%. I mean, it's opposite of a red eye, but... My eyes are arguably more red when I wake up too early than when I stay up too late. You know what I mean? I'm more of like a night owl kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you there. So, but I, in 2024, Eric, I think the blue, blue eye might be the move for flying. Hmm. It's kind of like the early dinner reservation of commuting. <laughs> now and we're talking. Hear me out. No traffic, no lines at the airport. There's no pressure to stay awake on the flight. And you land with like a whole, you don't even miss a travel day, mm-hmm. whole new day of your trip. You can yep. go for breakfast afterwards. That's so cool to land and then grab breakfast, start the day right. Yeah. If it's a short flight, you basically have your entire day in front of mm-hmm. you. Um, but Ty, my only like problem with this is it's the most missable flight for me. Mm. Like the flight will always be on time because it's the first flight of the day. And because it's the first thing in the day, I will definitely sleep in you'll be late flights on time (laughs) i get that it will be the most stressful three hours of sleep you ever get oh yeah because i'll be packing until one and then i'll have to wake up at three (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's literally what i'm doing tonight it's gonna suck especially after five of these mezcal gozes we're crushing yeah dude i've done it a couple times the first time i did it was when i missed my flight in la coming back home Mm. um because of a scheduling error or something it wasn't my fault oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was a, a scheduling delay. error for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dude. ical didn't sync with the gmail <laughs> i accidentally ate dinner for too long um but i missed my flight and then they put me in a hotel for the next day and then yeah first thing in the morning dude is nothing more sad than sleeping in a airport hotel and then waking up at six in the morning Mm-hmm. Or no, we came at like three in the morning for your 6 a.m. flight. Yeah, a lot of bad decisions have to uh, accumulate <laughs> to end up at the airport hotel. Exactly. <laughs> and it's usually not just your mistakes, but like people around you are also guilty. The collective, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I remember one time I was flying from the interior of BC back to Vancouver, and they had to cancel the flight because of weather. Mm-hmm. And then they offered me a bus ride to the next nearest airport which was four hours and the flight was only 30 minutes. Oh, and then to fly from that airport was also 30 minutes. So I could either spend the night in this random town and then fly home the next day or take a like five hour bus ride across the province to a different airport and then fly home. So if it's a 30 minute flight, how far of a drive is it? Like three hours, Uh, like 10 hours. Oh, okay. It's a very mountainous terrain in British Columbia. I know. Okay, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a tough decision. I went with the I went with the hotel, the airport hotel, 
and took the flight the next morning. There's no way I was spending the whole day sitting in the backseat of a bus just to take a <laughs> flight anyways. Exactly. Yeah. You might as well just get a proper rest mm -hmm. because it's the same amount of time probably. Yeah, dude. And if the airport fucks up, you can kind of just give ask for anything you want. Mm -hmm. They're like, we'll give you a meal voucher. And you're like, I want more. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we'll give you in more. And then you're like, I want alcohol included. Yeah. And you've like got a, you got a liquor store voucher. you got a cab voucher. you got the hotel voucher. You get just like a gift card to Amazon. You, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you got a Barnes and Noble gift card. They'll give you whatever you want. That is nice. Actually. Um, the time this happened to me, I, it was 2017 and I was able to get obviously the hotel stay, um, free dinner that night for two and, hundred dollar voucher for the airline which i it's still sitting in my inbox like i haven't even like opened the voucher oh yeah dude i'm sitting on like what's franco should say thousand dollar delta gift card band oh uh, there's a line there something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's that's my uh my gmail right now <laughs> nice um but yeah that was even before the shane from amnex days now wow. we can get way more. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. I'm running up. Having an executive assistant really helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard you can get an executive assistant for like 80 bucks a month in out of the Philippines and they'll like work remotely for you. I think I might try it. I think it'd be pretty cool to have an EA. Would you try having an EA or being someone's EA? <laughs> because you can like just have like seven clients at a time. That's true. I, I do know that like my love language to give is acts of service. So I think I would make a very good EA, mm -hmm. um, but my ambitions are far greater than helping a f just a few of the privileged. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, the way I would approach it is like, how many jobs can I run simultaneously to make mm. the most amount of money possible? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude's a, a life coach, a podcaster, an executive assistant, mm -hmm. a finance guru. Even once you get access to the Amex concierge service, like you're running it up a few times in the first week you have it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you kind of forget it exists. You know, it's like it doesn't really help you that much until right. you need it. But like you're not using it every day. Right. It's kind of like your Apple TV subscription or your <laughs> Equinox membership. Exactly, dude. You set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. Hmm, that's a tough situation. The other commute moment I had, Eric, was when I came to this podcasting booth to meet you today. I took the very pedestrian subway system to <laughs> arrive here. And as I was sitting on the train in the train car, Eric, I looked around, I looked at the shape of the train car and I thought, I am just the black olive right now. <laughs> Dude, one foul turn and I'm flying out of this window. When they take a sharp turn and the doors just open a little bit yeah, yeah, while yeah. it's going, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I better not be leaning against that door or I'm... <laughs> on a kamikaze mission dude so long soldiers have you ever been on the train when it just stops randomly and you're like stuck there for 10 15 minutes mm -hmm. how did you navigate that situation because <laughs> that must have been stressful for you dude i hate when that happens because i feel like i'm hot boxing but just with other people's bad breath yeah. <laughs> damn other people are the onions you're the mm -hmm. black olive <laughs> we're sitting in the, we're in the foot long right now inside we're inside the, the foot long we're in the subway sandwich dang dude that's yeah. that's nasty. It's dicey out there. So I'm glad to have seeked refuge in this podcasting booth. Beer in hand, mic in other hand. Mm -hmm. We're drinking a mezcal goze. I know <laughs> I mentioned it earlier, but this is quite a novel beverage. Um, mezcal is not typical in beer. 
you know what you could do right now, Ty? At Taco Fino, you know how they do the little tagine on the rim? Mm-hmm. Throw some green goddess on that right now. Oh, shit. We still got the, <laughs> green, the green goddess pow on hand here. The seasoning blend. It would be pretty good to hit this Trader Joe's herb blend just straight to the mouth and then take a quick sip of the mezcal goze. I'll try that live on pod. Yeah, please. Shit. Dude, this seasoning blend from Trader Joe's, the green goddess seasoning blend, <laughs> is, uh, is very aromatic. It cuts. It cuts mm. deep for sure. This would cut the bad breath on the train for sure. Oh, here we go. He's hitting it live. <laughs> oh, shit. That looked like it was a bad idea. <laughs> Damn. I felt like I just did like um, a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> the way I just hit the, I hit the Greek goddess. I, I just like did a shot for the herbs and then followed with the goze. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Do you want to try it? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. Um, we out here. Wow. Zero calories. That's kind of cool. That's great. Um, I just saw you like hit that to the dome and then it looked like you were doing the cinnamon challenge for a half second. You were like regretting it pretty bad. Well, two things happened, Eric. One is really intense on the tongue and two, a little bit of the herbs went in my eye. You, you are a lot more graceful the way you place that. That shit's potent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then you follow with the goze. It's quite good. It's quite something, hey? I'm not going to lie. That was really good. It feels like I just ate a taco. I feel like I fell inside the Subway like like bread retarder. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just in there like hanging out with the loaves of bread before they're baked. And wow. Oh, dude, I got to say the base of my tongue right now is like... It's like I'm. It's just tingling right now. Dude, it really kicked the yeah, the saliv- salivation glands are uh, frothing from that. Yeah, I think Subway's in order after this episode. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, we're gonna hit Subway after this. Um, we're two episodes into our five episode marathon. Five inch Friday, baby. That's right. Um, you're listening to this on a Tuesday though, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, Ty, it's after Christmas, so that means I have already attempted to break into the Christmas market in Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by break in? Um, Well, as you know, Ty, Vancouver, there's nothing going on, Mm -hmm. right? Sleepy town. It's a sleepy town. Um, An embarrassment of a city is how I would put it. A slumber party of the world stage. Exactly. And um, it's kind of a shame because like every city in Europe is doing something very grand for the time between Christmas and New Year's and obviously the weeks leading up to it. Well, that's because every city in Europe invented some portion of the Christmas holiday. Like they all can take credit for some aspect of mm-hmm. the things that we are doing. We're literally a watered down version because we are doing what they told us to. That is very true. I mean, by that logic, then Thanksgiving should be more popping here. It really should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Christmas over there is much better in the Eastern hemisphere. Um but over here, Ty, there's only one thing going on, and it's, and it's the Christmas market at Jackpool Plaza mm. between the famous Cactus Club, Cole Harbor, and the Convention Center. Yeah, where you get the lini with the red. Uh, <laughs> dress, I have dress it up with the red, festive style. Festive, dude. Deck, deck the halls and <laughs> and the, the bellinis, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been to this Christmas market you have mentioned many a year. Every year I go there, I am so disappointed. Nothing is more disappointing than a pay-to-play Christmas market. Well, this is why I break in, Ty, because 
normally you have to wait two hours and pay $20 per person and then you're disappointed. Mm-hmm. But if you can sneak in through one of the side doors, which there are many, there's like mm-hmm. eight exits. Um, you I can, mean, that's very specific. <laughs> I can oh, like ocean style. Like you're going to break into. Yeah, legit. Previous years, Ty, they didn't have eight people guarding the doors. They had like four. And so like you just hang out by the exit, wait for someone to come out and then you sneak in with your whole group. <laughs> it was insanely easy. This year, there were there's like a a sandwich artist at every door. <laughs> oh no! And sometimes there's two of them, and you gotta like kind of you're kind of loitering, like waiting for them. Maybe they'll do a shift change, but they never seem to leave, and we couldn't get in. Tie it was impossible. So you you're scoping out the Christmas market, but they've roast beefed up the security. Yeah. So you need a new tactic to get in here. You need to you need to bring a little ladder, jump the fence. Maybe parasail in. Ty, if it was me and you, you already know we'd be jumping the fence. But I was with two girls, one of which was my bae. So Mm. we couldn't really... I wasn't expecting them to get their hands dirty like that. Dude, girls don't climb. And I don't know why. (laughs) Like, why don't they want to climb? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love climbing. Maybe this is just a misconception. Like, maybe they're better at climbing than us. Because they're lighter. Mm, More nimble with the fingers. Stronger legs. Yeah, but... I think there's like a masculine urge that in all of us to do like elements of parkour. Yep. And I don't, I don't, I don't get that same energy from any, any woman I know. Hmm. I don't either. Um, but me and the other guy scoped out the best place to jump the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this and it's still on, uh, it's right in front of Cactus Club. There's like the bench where like the people without rezos sit. Mm-hmm. You use that to kind of like prop yourself up and then. The fence is like kind of wobbly. It's those like blue construction fences, but you can probably just like hop it. Right, right, right. So you don't, you're not going up on the Cactus Club living roof and then climbing in from that end. You're actually going up from the, the main hostess entrance. The hostess entrance has the cuck bench. Just mm-hmm. jump up on that and then hop the fence. It's a brilliant move, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I hope that uh, city of Vancouver is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this podcast has been rendered by Unreal Engine Five. It's not real. <laughs> uh, yeah. A figment of our collective ma- imagination. Exactly. Uh, well, dude, I, I I'm excited for you to try to break in and still be disappointed. Even for free, that place kind of sucks. Like oh, you get absolutely. a schnitzel, you stand in the rain, you maybe have some mulled wine in like a room full of full of COVID, and then you and then you go home. Well, that's exactly what I wanted, Ty. I wanted. I told the group I was like, I'm not leaving until I have a bratwurst and a mulled wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, we had to leave, Ty. We did a few laps, and nothing was uh, really hanging out for us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Sorry about that, breadheads. I just had a phone call. Christmas gifts are flowing in. Santa Claus is ho ho hoing down my chimney. That's right. The big man upstairs is climbing down the chimney. He's all black from the soot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, belly face isn't a good look on Santa. Definitely not. <laughs> belly is rubbed up against the walls. He's filled with cookies and milk. And um, just like him, we got it's time to run. You know, it's an episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Breadheads, thank you for coming on this holiday journey with us. Um, tune in in three days for the next episode of um five inch friday that's right and um a little message from drake 
And to the rest of you, to the rest of you, the non-believers, the underachievers, the tweet and deleters, you guys make me sick to my stomachs, fam. Honestly, if you guys want to look in my eyes, you guys want to do something? You guys, that's what I thought. No, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought.